Hello, Vitamizers, and happy early Thanksgiving. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Lounge. And today's a very special podcast episode, but you know I have some announcements before we get started. This show is brought to you by MSW Lounge. We're located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Last but not least, we are brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their inf- events and programs. Okay. I know I always say it's a special episode, but that just means we're lucky to be surrounded by so many cool people, right? Well, today's guest is Pam Garner. She is probably the person that you have seen at the front desk lately if you've been in the lounge. She's our operations manager, but um, she describes herself as a professional cat herder. (laughs) So she's great. She has a really, really cool health story that even brought her to us in the first place. And now she's an integral part of the company. And we love her a lot. And we're so happy to showcase her and her story finally. So for our Thanksgiving week podcast episode, here is Pam Garner. Uh, hi guys, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, we are in, on episode 51 and it's going to be one of those uh, meet the staff kind of ones before because uh, uh, we got Pam today. She, uh, she's got an amazing health story. She works with us at the lounge now, but uh, part of the reason is because she used to come in here all the time to figure <laughs> out, to find out more about health and what she could do for herself. So you guys will hear the story. Uh, and then obviously we have Nurse Doza, and we always get into some vitamin talk, so let's get this started. I'm Tex Max Yogi. Cool. So we have Pam, who we met, I think, was it fall of last year? It was August. We were doing a pop-up at Wonderlust. Yeah. No. Um, no, no, we, we, we walked. You and I were working, I, we had this um, feed for Wonderlust Yoga. He and I were both doing energy exchange. That's right. And I was saying, hey, I need somebody to hold me accountable because I was having a really hard time getting in, doing the classes. Uh, my energy was just, you know, plummeting. And 
So one day I was doing energy exchange, Baldo walks in with Doza and um, I start asking him questions and he like is like telling me my like entire life story and I barely told him anything. So it was kind of a wow moment. Yeah, I, uh, Pam's story is on the surface very similar to what we see from a lot of different uh, clients that come in here, but then you start kind of peeling back what's going on and there's a lot more to it. In fact, she, it was even sending me some stuff uh, this past week of some other thing that she's going to talk about that she's been dealing with, with since then. But, you know, it's Pam, Pam has a story that is very common. Like I said, it's more of a journey for her to make herself healthier. And she has had a lot of different um, obstacles, I guess, with with her health and wellness. And she's faced a lot of different health issues that has led her to want to, to understand more about her body and at the same time that's led her to wanting to help other people. In fact, before we just got on the uh, the podcast right now, we were talking about a client that's gonna come in today who has you know their own journey that's coming in and trying to seek other options to get better. And Pam can relate to these clients because this is her story and this is who she is and what she's dealing with on a daily basis. And it's an ongoing, issue and it's not going to be something that overnight is just fixed right i mean it's it's not anywhere close to it but it's it's something that you know she'll have two steps forward and a step back and then you know readjust and then at the same time because she's learned this i think she wants to you know pursue a a career in the health and wellness where she's going to become a nurse and that's a role that would fit her perfectly but at the same time it's not just it's not just who she is uh, as a whole. Like there's way much more to it just than that. So, so kind of tell the listeners a little bit about how this is all started with you and your personal journey. Uh, like, do you want me to go all the way back or just like halfway? Um, I guess we go halfway and just kind of when you like, guess back in high school and kind of go from there. Well, I'll make an abbreviated version. So, I was a super hyper child. Um, I was born with a couple of. Um, weird things. I was born with Bell palsy, um, some neuro, um, some skeletal muscular issues, and um, vitiligo, which is an autoimmune disease, disorder, whatever you want to call it. Um, super active kid, super active in high school, played soccer for about 20 years, um, and then when I got to college, I was in my um, junior year of college, and I was having trouble sleeping, so I went to my GP and said, hey, can you just like give me some sleeping pills or something? And they essentially sent me for an MRI. The MRI showed a, what I call it, blip on the radar. Um, it's a, there's a lesion on my brainstem and it was like two millimeters or something. And um, they put me on a lot of different medication. They sent me to MD Anderson. Um, so it was actually uh, 10 years and three days on the 16th, or it's 10 years and three days today. On the 16th of November, 2007, I actually had a brain biopsy um to determine what this lesion was and it came back inconclusive they wanted to start chemo i kind of told them politely to go screw themselves um because chemo is a horrible thing that like you really shouldn't put yourself through unless you know that's the absolute answer um and so i sought different options um i went to a different doctor and basically since then um i've just struggled a lot with um focus fatigue like debilitating fatigue not even just like oh i'm tired but like 
to the point where getting out of bed some days is really, really difficult. Um, and that's sort of where I was when I met Aldo, is I was working at Wonderlust, um, doing as many yoga classes as I could, and probably burning myself out really fast. I wasn't taking into account um, the amount of energy that I needed to put towards, you know, working and like living. I was just exercising and doing the energy exchange. And then when Baldo brought in John, um, he's like, oh, hey, this is my friend. He's a nurse practitioner, blah, blah, blah. Um, and John like just told me, he's like, you probably had mono when you were a kid. And I was like, yeah, I did. I had it when I was six or when I was 12 in sixth grade and all this other stuff. So um, sort of getting that validation from any sort of medical professional was something I had never gotten before. Um, I'd been to all of the doctors, like the endocrinologists, the neurologists, general practitioners, um, literally everyone. I've had so much of my blood taken, not sure where it is now. But when he talked to me and like he kind of understood where I was coming from, I was like, okay, I need to pursue finding out what he knows and what options he's going to give me compared to traditional medicine and that's been like the last year year and a half and here we are today yeah and that is the very shortened version of it. <laughs> uh, it it goes much more in depth than that i mean we've talked about diet and gut health and we've talked about now we're talking neuro and we've talked a lot about just looking everything together as a whole and piecing it together and one of the things that you know, Pam's allowed me to, to talk about on this is just her own personal treatment and, and the therapy that she's done. And one of the things that brought her in here was she was getting IVs, the vitamin IVs that we do here. She's a perfect example of, of who really, really needs these things on a weekly basis, much because they are depleted. Uh, and there's a lot of things that's going on as far as dysfunction of the body, inflammation, and of course, there's other issues that you, she mentioned and touched on. But you know, for most people who come in and get a shot or an IV, they, they say, well, I need energy, right? I'm tired all the time, or you know, I'm trying to lose weight. But you start asking the right questions and they kind of tell you why they're tired all the time and why they're trying to lose weight or why, why you know, they have low mood all the time. And with, with Pam, the main issue has always been that she has a dysfunctional gut. And it's been inflamed to the point where it's very hard to, for her to digest certain foods. It's very hard, hard for her to eat certain types of diets. And you know she's even made certain liquid concoctions to try to <laughs> to try to reduce that inflammation stuff that you know she'll touch on as far as the fireball uh, liquid combination that is supposed to lower inflammation in the gut. And because she gets the IVs, you it's know, not the whiskey. Well, yeah, it's not the whiskey. It's not, it's not a whiskey <laughs> shot. Yeah, she she has to reduce inflammation by bypassing the gut. So the IVs were helping her. And you know, she started asking them questions like, "Well, why are they helping me so much? Is it that I'm really deficient, and is there something else going on in my system that I have no idea about?" And the same approach has been that it's been reduce the inflammation, and then try to to absorb the nutrients that she's been lacking in. But it goes much more in depth to that. So start off with the gut. Tell us what goes on with your digestive tract. So. For literally as long as I can remember, I've had some version of IBS, IBD. Um, it swings between uh, C and D um, in terms of constipation, diarrhea. I'm sure, y'all wanted to know that. <laughs> um, but basically, I anything and everything I eat is a touchy subject in terms of like literally nothing can make me sick. Like 
and by sick I mean like really nauseous, like having stomach issues of any kind. So, and I never know what it is. I've done the whole elimination thing. I cut out stuff, I put stuff back in, and honestly, it doesn't help. Um, I know that John and Baldo have both done their various, you know, elimination diets and other things, but for me, I've done it so many times and every time like a new issue comes up. And so for me, getting like iron or nutrients um, from my diet isn't a thing. Like I used to be really anemic as a kid, um, even though my parents always pushed me to eat meat, but because I've always had this um, digestive issue, it's never really been a possibility. And so getting these IVs that have the nutrients um, and amino acids that I'm lacking in my diet have been game changers for me because, you know, I could get them in shots, but that's only like 80% absorption. I get them IVs, that's pretty much 100% absorption. And that has been life-changing for me because then it allows me to, in some ways, have like a normal diet and not just be like sick all the time because of what I've eaten. Um, there was a point, I think probably about six months ago that I was actually like talking to John. I was like, look, I just need to get like a nasal gastric tube. I can't do this anymore. I can't eat, everything makes me sick. And he's like, no, we gotta keep trying this way. And I'm glad we have because honestly having a tube through my nose and into my stomach would have really sucked. Um, but I'm glad I've trusted him in that sense because now I can actually like eat and enjoy things and not be really angry that, you know, I'm sitting here and watching everybody else eat delicious looking things and I just am not. Yeah, well, it's a common issue because once you start asking questions about people's diets, you start, you know, covering that a lot of people have these same issues and it might not be as severe, but I mean, I just got off the phone a while ago with the lady about diet and it was pertaining to the gut and it, everything kind of comes back to that because our guts are second brain our gut absorbs all our nutrients our gut processes our nutrients into into the bloodstream to allow us to utilize them for functioning and if you have a disrupted gut that's kind of the basis for poor health and for most people if you think if you go into the hospital right or they can't eat right you have to stick a tube in their body to get the nutrients in them and the whole reason we even eat is just to get the nutrients in order to function better it's not you know to, that we need pumpkin pie it's not that we need brownies or we need green bean casserole it's that we eat turkey because there's tryptophan in there we need the tryptophan in order to process niacin or or get serotonin or get nad you know and so the end result is she was deficient in these things because she wasn't able to absorb them. So we started giving it to her uh, through the IV as far as the nutrients she was missing, and you know her health started improving. But it's also been like, well, why? Why is this? Why is this causing this to happen? Or why is my energy coming up? And and it's it's been something that pertains to her everyday lifestyle. Like you know she's been running again. You know, and and that's an, another thing that she was missing. I mean, you're uh, an athlete, right? You played soccer, and and you have been you know active your whole life and you wanted to stay active and so we she monitors you know her heart rate and her pace and you know when she first started running was what maybe a month and a half two months ago you started running again uh it was september 26th okay and so she what was your heart rate after that first time you ran oh god um horrible well how high was I it i think it was like close to 180 <laughs> okay so it was like 180 how far how far did you run oh Half a mile. And how much are you running now? Um, 
I usually try to do between a mile and a half to three miles, um, but like building up during the week and then I'll, you know, start over again. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, she was a little out of shape, you know, to say the least, but well, she hadn't I mean, been... I hadn't exercised really like intently in probably a year because I was so focused on just getting my body to a point where I could like do my daily tasks and, you know, do my job and, you know, feed my dog and like just all of like the little nuances that people take for granted in day to day life. And I was so focused on that, that, you know, everything else had to go by the wayside, which included, um, any sort of health initiative, uh, or exercise initiative. And when I say that, I say that like in a kind of sad way, because, um, prior to like my health really declining, I was doing like CrossFit, I was doing um, spin classes, I was doing tons of yoga, and I was super fit and I was super healthy and I was super happy. And then, you know, it was just like a bomb dropped and my body was like, we can't do this anymore. Like, it had like a very like stern conversation with me and that's when I realized I had to, you know, go back to basics and just, you know, let everything settle, let everything heal, and then hopefully in the future I would be able to do stuff again. And I'm so lucky that I've gotten to that place. So a lot of that you were just like also just pushing yourself to work out that much, right? I was pushing myself a lot because um You wanted to feel Well, I wanted I wanted to be I wanted to be fit and because it had always been an aspect of my lifestyle, um, you know, I played soccer from the age of five till I was, you know, twenty five. And so having that like not be in my life was so foreign to me when I used to do like two, three a days. Um, And so I was pushing myself because I wanted, you know, to feel like I was like, you know, 25 again, but I'm not. So uh, that was, that was a huge aspect of it for sure. But then not having, having a compromised gut meant that you were also weren't replenishing all Oh no, not at all. I mean, like I would do like the whole paleo diet. I would do, um, I had like, if it fits your macros, all of that stuff. I tried literally everything. You name it, I've tried it. For me, the the genesis of it all is that um, food and is not like my nutrient in life. It it it's fun to eat. It's nice, but um, I don't get what I need from food. And where everybody else does, and like they can maintain their lives and stuff like that. I can't and I just had to learn to accept that um, it kind of sucks but at the same time now that I found a way to sort of bypass that um, things have changed it's it's been a lot better but it's still amazing how much emphasis goes into your diet oh yeah right and and for some people and I've said this before people worship diets right people love food we're we have a whole holiday season dedicated to just eating. This week. Yeah, like Thanksgiving <laughs> is our day in America to be uh, full of gluttony and overeat and and to the point where you're going to feel bloated and miserable. You'll fall asleep on the couch and it's just it's, – it's thought of that that's the norm, right? And what's amazing about it is you take that away and, and you feel that way any other day of the week or any other day of the year – and all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I, you know, you, you, you think 
that it's the norm, but it's not supposed to feel that way. And the amazing thing is Pam would feel bloated and full from eating just a little bit of, of food. Not I mean, my diet used to be one meal a day because that was all I was ever hungry for. And when he's talked about like Thanksgiving and everything, Thanksgiving to me has never been about like eating a lot. I don't go to like buffets and just like keep going back. Um, I don't have Thanksgiving and you know, get four or five plates. It's usually like I get a little bit of each thing and then I'm done because I get full really fast regardless of what it is and I don't have the same hunger capacity and that might be because I've been this way so long that everybody else does like I don't get the same hunger pains that everybody else does like bottle will say like I'm hungry every 15 minutes not literally but close enough um and I don't I don't really get that I don't I don't get the whole I'm hungry I'm hungry I'm hungry um so aside from just like having that dysfunction of not feeling hunger and then also having the dysfunction of where my gut doesn't absorb anything that I actually need, you know, food and eating just sort of became a non-essential in my life and that's not to say that I was like anorexic at any point in time, but it doesn't bring me like the same joy or usefulness that it brings everybody else. Yeah, well, it's amazing because when we eat that pumpkin pie, there's a chemical reaction that goes to our brain that causes us to feel pleasure. And it's the same type of response that people get from like doing drugs and alcohol. And, and it's incredible because when you eat, you're supposed to feel some kind of pleasure to a certain extent, but not to the point where we're like, we worship foods and make Instagram accounts dedicated to it. <laughs> Pam just wants to eat just to feel normal, right? I just, just take pictures of my coffee because they have the pretty little squirrel thing in them. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's, but, but that's all, that's all she wants to, to, she, that's all she looks at food is more of saying, is this a way that's going to help my body feel better? And I want, I want people to take away the idea that that's how diet really should be. This isn't, Pam trying to do a diet to lose weight. She doesn't need to lose weight. It's more that she just wants to function better. It's about quality of life, right? And that's yeah. that's been the mission all along is that Pam wants a better quality of life. So, you know, whether it's eating right and, and feeling like you don't feel bloated afterwards, you're not as tired and you have the energy levels to go run, um, that's that's different, right? Like think about the idea of like if, if Pam wasn't able to go run, if you weren't able to go run again or be active, you know, how detrimental that could be because you've been an athlete, you've been active your whole life, and it's like, well, I have legs, I'm able to go run, you know, I'm not, you know, debilitated in any way that I shouldn't be able to go do this, but yet my body doesn't want me to, you know, why, right? Yeah. And then you look at, you know, the whole lesion, I mean, that's just, that's incredible because now you're, you're thinking, and we were, you know, talking about, we haven't gotten to talk, you know, since you sent me the imaging report, but like, essentially she was told, yeah, like you might not have a very good life after this because you just don't know what this is going to do to your your brain and your nervous system and maybe the only thing you can do is do chemo to get rid of it and i don't even know if that's the right answer right i mean i well it was interesting because when i went into it i was just like oh you know it's not a big deal everybody has you know little blips in their radar as i call it um and so when they told me that you know the biopsy had come back inconclusive. There weren't any cancerous cells, but there were abnormal cells. And they said that, you know, it was probably a stage one glioblastoma, which is not a great thing to hear. I mean, that's what killed John McCain and several other people. Um, 
and the glial cells in your brain are the supporting cells. They're not even like the important cells. But um, to hear that and then to be told you have 10 to 15 years and like I said, um, today is 10 years and three days since I was given that information. Um, it's, and like knock on wood, wherever there is yeah. one, but like <laughs> knock on wood that like, you know, I make it fully past that point and nothing happens. But to hear that at the age of 21 and then like just sort of go into like this whole health spiral was absolutely devastating. And it's just been a journey to pull myself back from that. So, I mean, I was told that I was gonna die and here I am like living probably like the happiest I've been in a while. Um, and that's, it's been a journey to get here. But yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Yeah, and I've- So, well, right. so before, um, when you were, cause I know that you're gaining strength, right? Again, yeah. you're gaining, I, I heard I mean, you guys like have a, a conversation. Lot, yeah. Were you losing muscle this lap before you? Um, oh, I'm absolutely sure. I mean, like I haven't done one of those sure. body mass index things or like before whatever. you completely just crashed out. You were probably like losing mass. And I was losing. I was when I started doing the IEDs and stuff. I was probably 110 pounds, and I'm five six. I think so. The average weight for this is like 125 to 145. Yeah. Um. So I was just. I was like nothing. Um, yeah. I was probably just skin and bones, didn't have any muscle, or maybe that's all I had, or and was just losing fat. I really don't know, but yeah, for that, in that sense, I was, I was very like nothing. Yeah, but now you're getting stronger. Now I have my muscles back. Um, you know, it's not as fast as I would like, but I'm also not trying to go as hard as I used sure. to. Like, I'm listening to my body, and if, you know, I don't feel like running on one day, then I'm not going to run. Um, it's kind of hard right now because it's cold outside and I don't really like running in the cold. Um, but you know, I'm trying to just pay attention more to how I feel rather than just pushing through because that's, that was my like go-to for everything was just push through. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's how most people are. Sure. Right. I mean that, but it's also a testament to your character because you were told this isn't, I mean, you were told you're going to die in like 10 years. Right. And it's like, yeah, that just, I mean, imagine if you're told you're going to die in 10 years, like what's your bucket list, right? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to accomplish in life? And, you know, you've traveled, right? You've traveled and you've made it a point now to where you've even said, well, I'm going to help other people in this, this mission that I have here to, to find out about my own personal health and wellness, but I'm also going to help other people on their journey. And I think that's part of the natural healer that comes out in you is that you, you, you tend to cater to people who really need help too because your story could resonate with a lot of other people and and i think that's that's why what you bring to the culture here of, of, of what we're doing here at msw is that it's a place of healing right mm -hmm. and you basically have said well here's my story here's what i've been dealing with and oh yeah by the way i haven't figured it out but i'm continuing to make different strides and make some changes every day that might add something to it because you know, you weren't just going to sit by and just do nothing. Well, that was that was the biggest thing is when they told me that I was just like, one, I'm a stubborn butthead in the sense that like, you know, my my mom would tell me not to do things and I go and do them anyways, like tattoos and other stuff. Um, so when someone says like, oh, you're going to die, I'm like, you know, I'm going to prove them wrong. So I've always had the mentality of, no, you're wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong, um, which I guess is an asset. Like. It, in this sense, it has been an asset, but um, 
it's definitely been one of those things where it's like, yes, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then starting this whole thing um, with the IVs and stuff, it's like, you know, I don't know where we're starting and I don't know where we're going to end or if there's an end point or if there's like, you know, I won the race or whatever. But just like these two, like being little lab rats for themselves, you know, I've sort of done the same thing on myself in terms of, you know, trying different, um, different uh, formulas and different uh, treatments just to see like what works best for me. And that includes diet, that includes exercise. I mean, it's a whole life change. It's not just like, okay, I'm gonna get some, you know, amino acids and stuff like that and everything's gonna be fixed and it's gonna be fine. And that's not by any means what it is. It is a whole long like pathway. And like you said, you know, two steps forward, one step back. And that's absolutely how it is. Um, you know, some days are better than others. Some days I feel like on top of the world. Other days I'm just like, all right, I'd rather be in bed, but you know, I'm gonna get up and, you know, do my life and do things. Um, but in terms of like the whole healing, you know, healing person in me, I've always been really empathetic in terms of like wanting to help others, whether it was just like volunteering. I started volunteering when I was, um, I think I was nine, my mom signed me up to go volunteer at the library, which by the way is the most boring place <laughs> you can possibly volunteer. Um, and so I've always had that um, desire in me to help other people. And now it's just become stronger and stronger since, um, you know, I've learned from my own life and I'm trying to put my own life out there as an example for other people to be like, okay, well hers hasn't been perfect or um, things haven't gone according to plan, but she's still trying. And I really want people to take that away is that, you know, it's hard. It sucks. I'm not going to lie. There are days when I just, in essence, want the world to burn. Sure. Um, but at the same time, I know that there is so much beauty out there and there's so much amazingness, um, that I can't help but want to help other people see that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to two different things that you mentioned because one of them is uh, you talked about us being lab rats, but it, yeah. the thing is it's like a continuous continuous wanting to learn what else you can do to improve or to or, or to clean things up or, or, or the way I like to call it is to um, optimize like your either yeah. your performance or optimize your healing or optimize your like I just wanted to be the best I can be. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's what's cool about it is that there isn't there isn't going to be like, oh, I think this is it. Like, I got it. Like, I right. think it's it, you might get there. And it's like, yeah, but now if you do get there, then it's like, well, okay, well, then how can I get even better? How can I optimize it, right? Or if you just, and obviously, if you don't get there, then like, what else can I try to get right. there, right? To help me get there. And I think that's what we do for ourselves all the time. We do it from two senses. We do it from, uh, like, for me, I was just talking about right now, I'm doing no grains, no sugars, but. I was just talking about I'm really excited about doing another six day water fast, right? Because I got a different issue now that stemmed from this being injured for so long. Um, for those of you who uh, on the podcast, I'm pointing at my knee. From that being injured so long, my IT and my hip flexors, they were like just weak. And so now they're sore because now that they're being used again, they're like, oh shit, like what's going on here? Yeah. And so now I was like, well, I'm excited to do something else to heal that now because it's a it's a different thing it's always a continuous thing and for me i like it i like doing it through um 
um, through mental focus and mental exercises and then also through my weird diets that I like to try. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, what was I going to say? And then the second thing I was going to mention on that is that I think that because you see that not just in us but also in yourself trying different things, I think mm-hmm. it's easy whenever people... Uh, to relate to other people whenever they've said, well, I already tried all this stuff. And then you're right. like, yeah, but have you also tried this or have you tried that? or have you, you know?" And it's like you understand that, so it's easier to relay that message because sometimes you can tell people, like, you should be eating this or that, but it's like, yeah, but what do you do? Like, Well, like, and that's mm-hmm. a really interesting conversation because I've had that conversation with so many people here, and it's like, you know, um, I'll say that I eat something, and they're like, oh, well, that's probably half your problem, and I'm just... I sort of laugh to myself, and I'm like, no, it's not, you know, because I've literally tried all the foods, all the substitutions in different combinations a million times over because again, I've been at this 10 years. So this isn't like, you know, I just starting to, you know, get rid of some things and put things back in. But literally anything I eat doesn't sit well with me. So it doesn't matter what I eat or what I don't eat. It's just, it's never going to be like a good situation in terms of my digestive system liking it so you know it doesn't really matter to me like if I drink coffee because for a lot of you know coffee can either be really useful to um, the stimulation um, of your stomach and your digestive system or it could be super detrimental to your gut for me it's it's a moot point like I've already tried it not tried it tried it in different like with different creamers, without creamer, with stevia, with sugar, with... I've literally tried everything. And so it's interesting when people come in and, like, they they ask me, like, oh, what are you drinking or what are you doing? And I'm, you know, I just tell them flat out, like, you know, I'm drinking coffee. And when they try to um, correct me, I, I'm not in any way trying to be rude, but I just am like, okay, because, you know, I know what I know about myself. And... Um, without going into like a massive explanation for them, which they probably don't want to hear, um, you know, I'm just going to do me. And my point is for everyone else is like, I want you to get better and I want you to help yourself. And if that means you cut out certain things and that works for you, then awesome. I just know it works for me. Sure. Yeah. And it, and it's, and it's awesome to, to have that because it's almost like in a sense you're all, you're also saying at the same time like so try different things don't like don't settle for like what's the one diet that's going to help me yeah. and it, like it's a combination of things you know i'm mostly vegan but you know and then i all eat meat Wednesdays. but then all you <laughs> eat right and today i was like i'm going to so here's a, I'll, I'll give you guys an insight i um we we do our food sensitivity and i came out that i was like sensitive to eggs and i was like that kind of makes sense but i'm not really sure so i cut them out because yeah. like i just let's just not do it um, and I eaten eggs since then this, this one time and I, it was okay and I don't I just still felt like a little bloated and then I did them again on or I did them again I ate them again on Saturday and, and this is way past the last time and uh, well no no this is that wasn't two times in a okay. week that was like a second time after I after like weeks mm-hmm. um, and, and same thing I felt kind of bloated and I just felt nasty and my stomach was just shot but I wasn't sure if it was really the eggs or if it was like the oil because I, that it was cooked in from a restaurant. Um, and so I ate some again this morning and I and just to, I want to see mm-hmm. if it is the eggs from a completely different source. And so far I feel fine, but on Saturday it was like four or five hours afterwards 
that it happened, but it's like I'm taking note of it. I'm not just doing it. Right, and, and so... And it's, and it's cool to practice that and to show people to practice that for themselves. Right, and so that was the thing with me. Like, I have dermatone issues, and if y'all don't know what that is, um, dermatone issues is where the um, certain parts of your skin are innervated by um, cervical uh, nerves, not cervical, uh, spinal nerves. And so um, when my spinal nerves become inflamed, certain parts of my skin become very sensitive to touch, and um, I made an Instagram post where it was like, okay, is, is it because my um, body's inflamed that my spinal nerves are upset, or is it because it's cold outside, or is it because I've started running again? You know, there's, there's always gonna be a million different factors for why you feel a certain way, and it's nearly impossible to know the origin of them at any given time, so like, yeah, I can stop running and I can stop going outside and I can try to get the inflammation out of my body, but at the same time, that may not even help. So a lot of what I do with my life and with my nutrition and with the vitamins that I take here um, isn't to make things perfect, it's to make things better because I don't think anything for me is ever going to be perfect and whether that's a sign of resignation or just a sign of acceptance. Um, I'd rather accept something for what it is and continue living life uh, to my fullest, whatever that means for me, than, you know, just saying like, oh well, it's never gonna get any better and then just be depressed about everything all the time. So I think there's definitely a balance between, like you said, trying to figure out what works for you um, and what works for you and what allows you to continue enjoying your life. Correct. And I think that's something, that's a massive takeaway that's taken me so long <laughs> to figure out. Like I used to be so mad that I couldn't keep up with my friends or that they could go out and party and I couldn't. And I just realized like, okay, that's their life and this is my life and I just have to do what I love and not try to, you know, like have their life. Do you, right? Just yeah, you. I got to do me. So um, I'm going to mention something that I have a question for you yeah. about something that we've been doing lately. Um, so uh, what was it? <laughs> the first thing I was going to yeah. mention is whenever uh, there, there's been there's more and more research coming out that the best thing to do for as a diet for your body is is the idea of changing your diets like periodically. Uh, and not necessarily like in a seasonal kind of way, which that's a thing as well too, but more from the sense of your body having to adapt to a new diet. All that it needs to do to transform to be able to do that is very, very healthy for you. Um, and, and I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that seasonal diets, you know, back in the day from where our DNA comes from, that's just how it would have to be. Like, like you just would have to stop eating some here. things because they weren't around anymore yeah. and you would have to eat other things and you would have to go through that change. Um, so, but that's one of those things that even if I mention that, I always appreciate if a client goes and like researches and says like, yeah, but you know what? I heard about that and then have that conversation because mm -hmm. it is about what works for you. Right, um, but having said that, a big thing that we've been working with lately, um, a lot, is uh, NAD, right? And yeah. so, tell me about your experience with it, because I know a lot of people have questions from it, from all of our sources, from Slenderella, from uh, from MSW Lounge, from the podcast, from our Facebook page, from Instagram, from everywhere. We keep getting questions about this, and 
it's best to hear from someone that it's uh, that's experienced it, even to the fact that you're just like, just give me a whole vial. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, when I started doing uh, shots and IVs with John and Baldo, um, there was a lot of toying around with different formulations, um, and NAD's been sort of a recent introduction, I guess, like the last six months or something like that. Um, and so what I've noticed with NAD is that, I know Baldo said that he before that like he notices, you know, a tingling sensation in like his injured knee or something. I also have a knee that's injured from two different incidents, but I don't notice that. For me, it just feels like for a certain period of time and I need to get better about like seeing this period of time. Um, I just feel like I have more energy. It's not like I've had a Red Bull or a Slenderita or anything like that. It's not that I've had like been given like a massive amount of B12. It's just it feels like my body is actually like what it used to be. So in terms of, you know, whatever it's supposed to do, which I think is uh, mitochondrial rejuvenation. Basically, yes. Yeah, so mitochondrial rejuvenation. Like, if that's what it's doing, great. Like, honestly, I can't tell you from the biological uh, biochemistry standpoint. I can tell you that for me, it just makes me feel like I did when I was a lot younger. And that's not to say that I'm old, but it makes me feel like I did you know, back in my heyday. Um, and even if that's only for like a day or two, that's absolutely priceless. And yeah, I did ask them, I said, look, just here's my credit card, you know, get me a vial. I want to see, I want to try this out for myself. Um, instead of like coming in at weird intervals, whenever I had the time or getting a shot, whenever um, it was available, I wanted to see what it would do for me on the regular. And so far it's been really freaking fantastic. Life changing. Is this an ad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so by the way, so for those of you that want to learn more, if you go to the face the MSW Lounge Facebook page, um, I posted uh, some information on it that I, t it's really technical, but like it's, I find it that yeah, people like can I can't understand even pronounce it. the name. That's but you could, uh, but you could. Uh, it's yeah. pinned to the top of the MSW Lounge page, so you guys can do more research on there, and you can ask us all the questions. Uh, but any comments on on that? Uh, I just gave a shot <laughs> of NAD to uh, a client right now, and this client just had um, a concussion. Oh, wow. And so the first thing I told the client is, you need to load up on your fish oil. Usually, I mean, 10,000 milligrams would probably be a good dosage to take for fish oil. The The reason why is because your brain's made of fat and the fish oil helps kind of refuel it because there's going to be a lot of inflammation that goes to the brain. And so the fish oil will help reduce that. Did you give us some ketones? Uh, gave us some ketones as well. The ketones uh, are powdered now that we're putting in our drinks and it helps fuel the brain too because the brain's main source of energy are ketones. So that should help as well. And then I told her to eat a lot of fat. You know, uh, I don't know how much avocados are going to be served at uh, Thanksgiving, <laughs> but that'd be a good thing to take. I mean, if she's going to eat turkey, the tryptophan in there is going to produce niacin, and that leads to more production of NAD. So the NAD um, is a mitochondrial rejuvenation. So in the cells, you have your nucleus and you have your mitochondria, and both of them will produce ATP and NADH, and the technical part is, I, I'm gonna probably get be thrown off on the ratio, I think it's like 
is it three NADH to every two ATP that's produced, or vice versa? I can't remember. I think it's, I think I said it correctly. Um, but it, every time that you kick out energy, if anyone were to ask you what your main source of energy is, it's ATP. And uh, ATP is what our cells produce at a constant rate in order to keep up with our body's demands. And so with everything that Pam's gone through, ATP has been needed on a very, very high dosage. And so you gotta imagine that, you know, we talk about depletion, deficiencies, her body has probably been depleted of ATP. And so there's a theory going on amongst the um, regenerative medicine community about mitochondrial dysfunction. And so if you think about the cells having nucleuses uh, or nuclei and, and, and mitochondria producing ATP, then essentially it has to work overtime and produces, especially if her body's in disarray or has autoimmune disorders, what so, what so be. And, and so with her, she probably has mitochondrial dysfunction. And so we've gone into the cells with NAD and tried to kick out more ATP. And I think that's why she does feel a difference. And so I don't know, whenever we give NAD to people, I never know what to tell them because their research is so new. And I know earlier this year, there's a Time Magazine article from a Harvard professor that basically called NAD the fountain of youth. And I'm not saying that it's gonna make you live to 120. Baldo wants to think that, and he, it might happen for him. I look at it as more preventative as well as rejuvenation. And so if you can do anything to rejuvenate your cells, and produce more of what they're lacking long term i'm thinking you're going to have a deficiency in in production of atp as well as production of hormones and so for pam it could be that she does have the energy to go out and go run i mean i think it was not a coincidence that you were saying that your energy was getting better as you were working out more and then your heart rate was getting better and mm -hmm. you, you maybe felt that your energy was improving I don't know what it's going to fix on Pam, but I know it's not going to hurt her. I think if anything else, it's gonna help um, everything internally. And so for most people, they can talk about, it helps with uh, anti-inflammation, it helps with chronic pain, it helps with um, sleep, it helps with energy, it helps with focus. Uh, I don't know if you know concussion uh, is, is gonna be right up there with it as far as helping that goes, but I mean, it's not gonna hurt, right? So. I look at as far as a repertoire of, of all the essential things you would ever want from a multivitamin approach, even if you're healthy, you would want to include things that would activate the methylation cycle. So whether it's methylcobalamin, methyl B9, or maybe even SAMe and TMG like you find in the Bliss, um, you know, you're looking at choline as something that's gonna keep your brain firing. NAD is gonna keep your cells healthy. And then of course, if you hormone balance, then you're going to have half the battle. Then you mix in the diet part that Pam's working on. and. I mean, now you're, you're talking about a whole approach, a holistic approach to health and wellness. And so NAD should be right up there with it. And I'm pretty sure that the research is going to show in, gosh, maybe the next couple of years that NAD is going to be like the go-to supplement that everyone's taking. And I, I know Pam, you probably touched on the pills, right? You've been taking No, a, I mean, uh, I had, before we had like a fairly steady supply of NAD in um, vial form, um, I had gotten... I think NAD plus or NADH from um, Life Extension, uh, which is a supplement that they sell on Amazon. And I had, I think, two to three months worth of supplies um, because I got like two bottles. And to be honest, again, because my gut is essentially useless, um, I didn't get any benefit from it. I mean, obviously it didn't hurt me at all, but I didn't get the same benefit that I'm getting from the the shots and the IVs and what to me is most interesting about everything that I've learned in the past year um, coming here and now working with John and Baldo is that you know this whole journey for health isn't um, it isn't 
a straight line by any means. Um, because, like I said, we keep playing with formulations, um, keep adding in, taking out, um, replacing different things just to see, you know, if there is a next better than what I'm already at. Um, and so, like, NAD was a new thing that was adding to what I was already doing that was a step up. So I just feel like everything that we do here, including my diet, which Baldo's been trying to make me do sugar-free and grain-free, and I'm having a very hard time because <laughs> I like pastries. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like at least I'm on sort of a right, like a good trajectory. Not necessarily the right path, because I don't think there's ever going to be a right path for me, but at least it's an upward trajectory as opposed to like just the, you know, tailspin that I was in. Yeah, yeah. And I've had several other people tell us they've taken the pills like Pam had and the effects are very different than you would from an injection. Like I was telling this client right now, I was like, you're going to feel the shot within five minutes and you're going to feel something in your chest. It's not necessarily like a shortness of breath, but it's like adrenaline, right? It's like warm. It's warm. It doesn't feel like chest tightness, but it feels like a rush, like right here. Yeah. Um, Almost like when you take like a, from what I remember, like a shot of whiskey or something and like you get that burn or afterwards. Um, if that whiskey gave you like really energy, like <laughs> I'm talking about the actual burn. Yeah, the burn. I don't. No, it's, it's really weird. hard to compare it to anything. Um, unless you do it, and everybody everybody experiences it differently. Yeah, and that's true. It's like chest tightness without the shortness of breath. So imagine if you ever had asthma. It's like somebody or giving you like a hug, but they're wearing like a freaking heating pad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. My palms have been sweating afterwards. You know, I've, I, my We're jaw was tingling. Um, like I, like we had a client say that she has nerve pain and she felt her legs, like all the nerves were being turned activated. On. They yeah. were turned on. And so for that, I guess maybe they weren't working yeah. before, you know? And so maybe they, they shut the signals off because of the chronic pain. I but, know I usually have to like spread out. Just yeah, because I feel heat. I mean, I want to get up and like run. Like, I just want to get up and run around and, and like hop up and down. But it's weird. But it's not like caffeine energy. It's not anything like that. It's no, like. No, it's like you're finally like your body's like woken up again yeah. after it's sort of been like in this sort of comatose state. Yeah. At I least mean, that's how it is for me. I, I imagine it's almost like giving yourself a shot of adrenaline. And that's. And for some people, they're going to feel like they're rejuvenated again. And so that's why I feel that NAD goes right up there with like longevity. And so for people with dysfunction in the body, like with Pam, of course I would expect it to work well with you and you like it because it's like, here's something I will never get from taking a multivitamin B12 complex, you know? Well, that's the thing is that for me, it's, and remember this is an actual thing that exists in your body. Like I know we're talking about it like it's like heroin or something, but it's not um, <laughs> because it, it makes me feel like nothing else in the world. Like, I I can only have these small glimpses into how I used to feel. Like, when I would get up and, like, run and, like, be super excited to go do stuff with my friends. And I hadn't felt that for, like, a good 15 years. Um, so when John said, hey, try this, um, I was like, okay, whatever. I, I trust him implicitly. Um, and so when he made the suggestion, I was like, you know, Nothing that you've ever suggested to me has ever hurt me in any way. So let's just give it a go and see what it does. And it was just 
it was such an amazing feeling to feel like I was, you know, in my teens and my 20s again, that it was almost euphoric in a way, not, not the actual feeling that I got when I was, like, five minutes after I was given the injection, but to feel so energized and to feel so alive after feeling so not for so long, it was truly amazing. Yeah. And, and that's I, when you started running. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if that's when I, like, started running. I think I just realized that, you know, I couldn't be sedentary for any longer. It was actually because we I did my blood tests, and that's it right. showed that my um, heart was working a lot harder than it should. And I was like, okay, well, I need to get, you know, I need to get my health back. And so that was sort of the the what made me start running again and now it's just I'm trying to maintain I'm not trying to like go run a marathon or anything by any means because one that's never gonna happen um just because my joints are like no we're done running you probably I've probably run a couple of marathons in my life by playing soccer um but that was that was the point of starting running and then I was introduced to NAD uh, along with all the other you know vitamins that I still take and it was just like, you know, I don't want to say I was born again, but it, you know, it was almost like that. Yeah. Well, if you look at replacing deficiencies, that's how you're going to feel. Imagine like you're hungry, right? You eat something and you're like, I feel replenished. I feel full now. But then imagine you dehydrate and you drink water. You're like, I feel hydrated again. I feel like I can go work out longer. I mean, that's what Gatorade was born with. It's like you're replacing what you're deficient in because every time you sweat, you're you know diminishing the electrolyte balance in your body so i look at things like medicine it's not that you're deficient in medicines right you're not deficient in chemotherapy drugs you're not deficient in statin medication you're not deficient in uh you know metformin or beta blockers you're not deficient in those things you can be deficient in nad right and deficient in atp and then all of a sudden you're like well here's why you're tired all the time you could have adrenal fatigue which was one of the things that you know pam and i talked about all the time and if you have adrenal fatigue you always feel depleted you always feel drained and and with stress you're never going to catch up because it's always going to be taxing on your body and so these are like the little so-called hacks the little things that you do to get around that right we had a talk with another gentleman about the the pathways in our bodies the methylation pathways and just different genetic pathways um if you if we were to give nad to pam it's it's one step closer to basically replenishing what she's missing but then it's like we well, still got to do the other stuff right we still got to keep working on the diet we got to do the exercise right because the idea is that if you give enough nad hopefully your body gets the hint that you're trying to produce more of this right uh i don't want Pam to be relying on the idea that you have to take NAD all the time in order to function because that's not the case. Right? It's also not, not cheap. I mean, it's not cheap either. But so, it's, so it's like it let's get you there so that way you can just continue with your uh, healthy diet. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like asking your body to like wake up and yeah. start like doing what it used to do again. And this is just like you know giving it a giving it a step up um, to reintroduce it to what it used to be. And that's definitely what it's been for me. Um, I try not to rely on it too heavily. Like I will use it when I am absolutely like gassed, but um, for the most part, um, that's that's sort of when I know like okay, I I need another dose of this because you know I am completely depleted and like we were talking about adrenal fatigue. So you know I have adrenal fatigue and I also because I am constantly stressed or had been not so much anymore, but I com constantly been stressed. 
And then also it was like looking at my thyroid and seeing like what's up with that. So um, John talks about like connecting the dots all the time in terms of like reading your blood work and then like going on to looking at your history and various other things. So he's looking at the now and he's looking at like the before um, to sort of figure out if how we can get to the very next step. And a lot of my whole journey with MSW and John and Baldo has been connecting those dots. Like, okay, you had this and this, so you probably have this. And then putting all of that together to sort of find a whole body, whole life approach, which, you know, whole body, whole life is um, getting the right amount of nutrients and vitamins and amino acids, having the right diet or having a good diet and, you know, including working out, you need all of those things to be, like, alive and, you know, a functioning human. And so it was finding ways that I could piece all of those things back together to become, to come to where I am right now. And that was what I enjoyed most about, or what I enjoy most about this journey is because you know, it, I'd love to have an end game where it's just like, everything's perfect. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to try. But at the same time, at least now, like, I know how to put things together and how to think about things in a relative manner to my life and to my health and how to take it from, you know, nothing to something. Yeah. I mean, that... That's said it better. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, uh, that's probably a good, good way yeah, to end it, right? Yeah, a good way, way to wrap it up. But uh, Pam, I mean, obviously they can see you here. Um, she's also, by the way, uh, at MSW Lounge is what I mean. She is also an incredible videographer, and uh, and she helps us keep the place in check. Yeah, she's she's the backbone of MSW now, and we're thankful. To, to have her and we are appreciative of what she brings here but uh follow her on instagram yeah uh lost but making good time just one g though yeah and if you have a chance you can always reach out to her and ask her questions because like i said her story might be your story and if she can give you any insight into what she's doing maybe it can make a difference not necessarily for you but maybe for a loved one so but uh thank you for sharing your story pam yeah no problem Let's go.